So again, I want to welcome everybody back, all 143 of you, and those who might be in Jean Mart Hall or those who might be watching on Facebook Live. It's really great to see church filled with people after a couple of months of it being empty. So I'm going to try to be as organized and structured as I can. Um, I have, what some of you may also be experiencing, quarantine brain. I can't think straight. I tend to be very distracted. My mind tends to go in a number of different directions. And so I was really trying to come up with something, something to be able to say that would be inspiring, that would be consoling. But the truth is that I really couldn't come up with anything. So I decided instead to give a homily on the three things that I have learned during this time of quarantine. Now, I've learned a lot more than three things. Those I cannot say in public necessarily, or at least from the pulpit. So I'm going to try to do my best to talk about the three things that I desire to share today. And the first one is this is that I realized during the course of the past two months that I probably could pretty easily be a monk. I like solitude. I've also learned that Pelsier cannot. (laughs) That would not be possible for him. Is that people have been coming and saying, Father, how are you experiencing quarantine? I said, I'm an introvert. I'm living my best life. I really, really like it. Now, of course, for extroverts here who've been suffering, I'm sorry for you. But hey, we're opening up and it's becoming your world once again. And to be able to have the time for solitude and for quiet, realize how important that is and how little solitude we get. And even if we do have it, how few of us really take advantage of it, including myself. But that monkish nature that I've realized comes from the fact that it's been really nice not to be busy. I think all of us probably can say that. As a campus minister, I've got something every night. I'm running towards something else. But basically, the only thing that is around my schedule besides mass and visiting people is going down to Cypress Lake and feeding squirrels there and sitting on the porch in the afternoon and having a cocktail and watching people ride by on their bikes. It's been really nice. Now I know the schedule is gonna pick up again, But it's been good for us to realize that, hey, maybe all of us have been too busy with activities and spending time alone with the family or those we love is a good thing. The second thing that I realized comes back or something that I remember from about eight or nine years ago. There was a video that was very popular on YouTube, some guy talking about how what what really matters in religion is your personal relationship with Jesus. Going to church, congregation, and the rites and the rituals, that is not important. And what I realized, even though I realized it eight years ago, this guy's full of it. He does not understand this idea that Jesus, yes, and church, no, is false. We need each other. Jesus didn't just save each of us individually. He saved us his body. Over the course of the past couple of months, whether it's been in person or in Zoom meetings, that's all I've heard. Father, I can't wait to get back to church to see people. Now, granted, you need to see them from six feet away, but wanting to realize 
how important community is. How important it is that we help each other, that we build each other up, that we're just not isolated sort of individuals who relate to God and relate to no one else. We need to be able to be together, to work with each other. And I particularly realize that as a priest, again, I generally don't mind saying Mass by myself off and do it on the side altar. But let me tell you, saying Mass by yourself and preaching to that phone right there is difficult to be able to get that interaction. Now, granted, sometimes my jokes aren't funny. Sometimes I think I'm funny. But boy, 5 o'clock Mass thought I was funny yesterday or 4 o'clock Mass. I know a lot of y'all are still getting back to used to my sense of humor and being up in the morning. But it's good to have interaction. I've been publicly speaking since seventh grade. To just talk to air is very, very difficult. The priest needs not only with preaching, but with the mass. It's important to have that connection. Even though, granted, yes, it's Jesus and offering the sacrifice. But in preaching, I realize that. But the most important was being able to celebrate the Triduum, to do the most important liturgies. We baptize people, we confirm people, and where our church is packed, to be alone. There was nobody in church. It was very, very weird and very, very difficult to be able to have passion, to be able to enter into the liturgy. I'm thankful for the guys that we had who helped to make it possible, but it was a real challenge. Now, it wasn't a challenge for the party afterwards because I got a lot more Cure Royale and 18-year-old scotch for myself and then to share it with everybody, but that's one of the perks. It was my birthday on Holy Saturday because we finished earlier. I had about two hours to gather and party, so we had a nice little gathering. The third and final thing is this. And, and again, I'm not trying to blow my own horn in this, nor am I trying to say somehow I have a deep connection with the Holy Spirit, but... I was listening to the Holy Spirit whenever I came up with that theme for home during the Triduum. The idea of home is very integral to Scripture, particularly to the Gospel of John. The idea of the Passover being celebrated at home, Christ's heart as being a home, our hearts being home for each other. That we can really look at the Gospel passages during the Triduum and during Easter and see it everywhere. It's almost sort of like this, this thread that runs through the Gospels. Look at it today. I will not leave you orphans. What is an orphan? An orphan is someone who has no mother or father. An orphan is someone who doesn't have a home, doesn't have a safe place. And Jesus is saying, I'm not going to leave you orphans. You're always going to have a home with me. And so that's when he says, I will come to you. No matter how bad it is, he's not going to abandon us even more. What does he say? I will live in you. That it's supposed to be our hearts that are a home for Jesus, a home for the Father, a home for the Spirit. We're called to be a home for the Lord and home for the others that we encounter, the members of Christ's body. And so it's been very consoling to me. It's also been pretty easy because if I can't think of anything for a homily, I'm just going to talk about home and it's going to make sense and it sounds like I've been paying attention to the Holy Spirit. Maybe I have. But it is something very important and very consoling. Now granted, as I said, learned a lot of other things and hopefully we've all learned lessons. And so we keep these things in mind as we move into this new phase of what our world will be like, what church worship will be like. And we're all in it together. 
we're all as the body of Christ. And so I really appreciate everybody's patience um, as we kind of figure out how we're going to do this together. And I thought I want to close in making just a few clarifications. The first is this. You do not have to wear a mask in church. It was originally said that you did, but then there was a miscommunication. You don't. It's highly encouraged. But if you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to. Of course, we're just going to be aware and respect the rights of other people. uh, And we're going to be practicing social distancing in church, and that is all good. It's clear you do not have to wear a mask, but if you want to, you bring your own. We have some in the back. And then we're going to continue to practice the social distancing, 143 people in church. At the time that we sort of run out of people, you can go into John Mard Hall and watch it on the television that will come and bring you communion. But I guess that's the issue that I want to really make a clarification on when it comes to receiving communion. At first, the bishop said, everyone has got to receive on the hand because it's the most sanitary way. But then he clarified and said, it is okay if you want to receive on the tongue, to receive on the tongue. But then some people came to me, very legitimate concerns. Well, Father, I don't care if others receive on the tongue, but I don't want to be behind them in line if they receive on the tongue because of the possibility of contamination. Valid concern. And so the best way we figured it out to do it is this. At all the masses, I, on Sunday Masses, I, the main priest, am going to be the one who gives on the tongue. If you want to receive on the tongue, you come to my line. And so everyone else, and we're generally only going to have one other starting minister, is going to receive on the hand. And so that way, if you don't want to worry about contamination or less contamination, you go to that line. And so if you want to receive on the tongue, or if you don't really care about contamination, and you want to come and receive in the hand, you come to my line. And I'll tell you, though, that I, if I feel that I've touched anyone's tongue, then we're going to have on our little patent, a little disinfectant wipe where I'll wipe my fingers. And again, who are these priests touching people's tongues? I don't know. It's pretty simple. It's something you learn in the seminary, how to give communion on the tongue. Um, But what I do ask, though, is that if you choose to receive on the tongue, let's receive on the tongue properly. So I've explained this before. Many of you remember the game Operation. When you're a kid and you take it and you have to like get the guy's humerus out or his little wishbone out. And if you touch the metal, it would shock you. Giving communion the tongue ought not be the game of Operation for me where I'm trying to like insert it in. Stick your tongue out, okay? You don't have to be like Gene Simmons, but put it out where I can put Jesus on your tongue. And it's the reverent way, it's great. Because if I have to go in like that, there's a much higher chance of me getting germs. So we're going to cooperate together. If you receive the tongue, please receive on the tongue properly. Jesus uh, will be able to be placed there in an effective manner. So other things, too, we're going to figure out as we go. Uh, it is the new way we're going to do things. But it is good to have everybody back on this beautiful day as we come together again as the body of Christ to offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Amen.